Hello and welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle housework and all the other details of home in a way that builds relationships because our home is a tool and not a showpiece. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also the author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Lauren Scott. Lauren is wife to Nathaniel and mom to two rambunctious boys. When she's not managing her home and homeschool, she enjoys reading, getting outside, and writing for her blog, keptandkeeping.com, where she seeks to encourage Christian women to rest in grace and labor in love. Lauren is also a mentor-level member inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education, so I knew that she would have some great insight to share about organizing our attitude. And that's what we are going to talk about today in part two of my conversation with Lauren Scott. Make sure to go back to our previous episode if you missed part one, where Lauren talked about handling overwhelm. But for now, let's dig into part two of my conversation with Lauren. And that was one of the other things we're going to talk about today is tips or ideas for organizing your attitude for getting that mindset shift because, you know, overwhelm is a a large part of it is attitude. It's approach. It's how we're thinking about things. What strategies have you used to organize your attitude to change your mindset and perspective to that truest line of yeah. thought. First of all, using that, that true, truer, truest framework as a question, as questions to ask yourself. I literally did that this morning and it was, it was really helpful, but I, uh, the Psalms are huge. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the Psalms, you have someone pouring their heart out before the Lord and they don't just go to the quick fix or a trite Christian phrase. So Psalm 42 has actually been um, a really big encouragement to me. It's a place um, that I can go back to that having bits and pieces of it memorized, like, why are you in despair on my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. And so you can have kind of have that scripture on hand so that when I go throughout my day, I tend to think, why am I feeling like this? What's going on? Well, that can be a cue to remember this passage and what it reminds me of. And I I feel like it actually is doing that. Why are you in despair? So you are in despair. (laughs) Here's what's true in my experience. And then why have you become disturbed with any hope in God? That's, that's the ultimate level of things. But we also have a little bit more in the Psalm about the circumstances and what the psalmist is facing, but it comes back again to that same refrain at the end of the psalm um, with the same answer to hope in God. And so I I think that the psalms are huge to be reading them frequently, putting little bits like that, little nuggets that you can take with you uh, to memory. That's been a huge help to me. How do you 
go about memorizing those? What are some of the like things you do to help yourself memorize those verses? I've put some on like index cards and yeah. post them up anywhere. I might look at them. Let's see, just reading over it, reading it out loud. I think there's a lot of benefit to actually hearing the words, mm-hmm. speaking those words, uh, not just glazing over them with my eyes, sharing them with my family. Um, I'm memorizing this. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> um, or let's memorize this together. Uh, sneak it into time with the kids, right? They need to be memorizing yeah. scripture too. Um, so picking out those those verses that benefit all of us. That's always been helpful. That's great. So another thing that I find um, for me personally, and I, I feel like this probably is a little more universal than just for me, is stepping, literally stepping outside. When I'm inside my house, the work, the to-do list, whether I'm looking at it or not, is literally all around me. (laughs) Um, I'm usually looking at things that man has made or that I have made or that I'm responsible for. And so really one of the most practical things that I can do is take a moment to step outside. Um, In Matthew 6, Jesus is addressing the tendency to worry. And so so often our overwhelm is, is mixed up with worry. And so what he says is, look at the birds of the sky and observe the lilies of the field. See how your father cares for these. Um, And so when I go outside, it's a a reminder that there's a whole big world out there that I don't keep spinning. As much as I might try to keep the plate spinning in my home, there's so much and so much bigger stuff out there that that the Lord keeps going. He sustains it all. And it requires nothing of me. <laughs> my garden might, <laughs> but, <laughs> but God is good. And it grows despite my uh, neglect. <laughs> um, and so just seeing the way that God works in the natural world, um, the way he provides for his creation is a good reminder that he provides for me and that I should just be faithful to do what he's called me to do adjust in season and trust that he will provide and that he is at work. Yeah, that's a great point. And it just helps with that perspective, even just staring at the sky and okay, God is bigger than all my worries and got it Mm -hmm. all covered. Yeah. I know you've encouraged us with our like weekly top three to have a weekly focus. And so that's often a good place on my, my weekly spread to write down either a vert. Maybe that's where I put the verse that I'm memorizing. Maybe I put a short motto. That's going to remind me of my attitude there, but that's a good way to keep the practical responsibility stuff and the heart care connected. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of thinking, well, I've got my quiet time that I have in the morning. And then the rest of the day, I'm just going to plow through um, and try to get things done to my satisfaction. If I work that way, if I'm not actually knowing that the Lord is with me in my work, then I tend to zone in on what I can accomplish and thinking this all depends on me instead Mm of doing the same things, right? Not neglecting my responsibility, but doing it in dependence on the Lord. 
Yeah. And, and when it's visible like that in the place that, you know, we come back to, to review those lists, it just helps because the more we see it, the more it's in front of our face, the more it kind of sinks in. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. This has been so helpful. And those are some great ideas that, you know, I think are applicable to all of us, even when our husbands are not having near-death experiences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time to share with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Lawrence Scott as much as I did. You can find more of her thoughts at her blog, keptandkeeping.com. The link is in the description below. And know that overwhelm is an attitude issue that we can deal with. If you're struggling with overwhelm, you're not the only one and you don't have to stay stuck. I have a free workshop all about how to handle and get out of overwhelm. You can find that at answeroverwhelm.com. That's answeroverwhelm.com for the free workshop that will help you tune your attitude and mindset toward the truest path, which is your sanctification, which we do by repenting, rejoicing on repeat. Repeat.